communion with uh, Fellowship of Christian athletes. And Heather uh, and um, her crowd are camping, taking a few days of rest, which uh, they deserve it. Uh, they worked hard to pull this off this week and couldn't have done it without all the volunteers uh, that we had. And I know if I start calling names, I'm going to leave somebody out. So, <clears throat> I'm really not going to call any names except uh, Carol Cater is the one who did all these uh, picture taking of all these shots this week. So, I wanted to share with you something that Heather uh, wanted me to share with you. Uh, our church family uh, are the biggest of all of what took place this week. I can't begin to tell you how honored I feel to be a part of a church family that will come together the way our church did to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and glorify God in such a fun way through Bible school. I don't have a count this morning of um, how many uh, adults, how many children accepted Christ this week, uh, but it was a, a quite a few. And so we will be hearing about that uh, later. She said, I'm also thankful for the time I have been given to spend with my family these few days uh, out camping. But I definitely am going to miss everyone, especially my children, this morning. Um, and she says, Carol Cater did an awesome uh, job taking pictures and putting together a slideshow from, from BBS. Um, the pictures will provide truth in itself of the events that have happened from this week and everyone smiling faces and hard work poured into everything even all the rotation uh, that took place and thank you everyone who volunteered tremendously for their hard work and the amount of time they devoted to PBS. Our church could not have pulled off such an amazing program if it weren't for everyone coming together the way we did providing and giving up their and your tithes. Our church is an exceptionally excellent example of unity that this world needs to see the love of Jesus shared through everyone who participated this week. I know uh, we exceeded the expectations of Kay as you saw in the picture and you saw last Sunday all the background uh, that was there displaying her creation of the North Castle. She will forever be missed, but never forgotten. Above all else, the glory goes to God that He has blessed us with a devoted body of church uh, at WFPC, and I know He will continue to bless us as long as we keep His commandments and glorify Him in all uh, that we do. So uh, they will be back next week. And so just remember them in prayer. Much needed time to get away and to rest. Uh, as well as we still have good many people who are out of vacation. And uh, I say go for it. Uh, next Sunday, um, Brother Jerry Durham will be here preaching Sunday morning and Sunday night. Now don't lay out, please. Uh, we will be with our youth somewhere. I don't know what time, but we probably should be already in Houston by this time uh, next week. And uh, I understand this. What awaits us is hanging, finishing, sanding, and painting sheetrock. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be one more dust bowl problem. 
that we're excited and so thankful that the youth included uh, Lynn and I to go this time uh, on their trip. And so you be in prayer, uh, much prayer uh, about that. I know that some of you have announcements. If you would, please come on and uh, let's do these announcements and uh, then we will continue. Okay, good morning. Uh, I have several things. I'll try to be as brief as I can, but uh, some of you may have noticed we have some grading that's went on over here next to where the parsonage used to be. We've got some asphalt that's been, it's uh, chewed up asphalt that's been put in place. Uh, just ask you, if you would, not to park there yet. Uh, we get it, everything finalized, and uh, we'll certainly keep you abreast of how that's going and once, once that is available for us to park. So I uh, just wanted to remind you of that. That's something that's ongoing. The other thing is, uh, we're, the deacons are going to call for a, a church conference next Sunday night after the service. We've got a, a couple of things uh, that we need to present to you. Uh, the first one, um, as many of you may know, our playground area at present does not have a playground. Uh, so we, uh, we've we gotten a proposal uh, to put a playground out there. Brandon, do you have that uh, visual put up? Um, now, our, our playgrounds that we've bought in the past don't last. The weather and the use just, just won't last. And uh, we, we obtained a proposal uh, to, to get that commercial type playground. And this is something that's going to last us. We're not, once we get that in place, we're not going to have to worry about a playground for a while. The proposal includes putting a base of black rubber mulch down for the kids too. So we don't have to worry about trying to put that uh, uh, ground up. Wood mulch in there and get splinters and those kinds of things. Okay, so uh, the the proposal from the company to do that. And listen, every everybody knows things just keep going up, keep going, up, keep going. Up. This is something that's been worked on since before the pandemic, and we're just trying to catch up with things right now. Okay, so uh, our finance committee took some monies that was left over from when we paid off our expansion and split that among some areas that, that needed attention. One of them was our sign that's, that's ongoing now. But they allocated $14,000 to set aside for that playground. And we've had some giving. We've had an anonymous donation. The proposal, though, comes in at $51,535. And of that, we've got about 33000 Okay, So we're, we're, we're well on our way. But if the church votes to proceed with this, uh, my wonderful bride has uh, agreed to create a giving wall. Some of you may remember the giving wall. For those of you who don't, it's basically a three-sided acrylic board, vertical board that will be out here. It'll have envelopes on it various amounts of money. And what we would ask you to do is first of all pray about it. Seek the Lord's will and what he would have you to give. Okay? 
And then come, come get an envelope, get two envelopes, get five envelopes. Put whatever amount the, the Lord has laid in your heart in that, and let's, uh, let's, let's get this taken care of. We're looking at some other fundraising opportunities. We may look at getting those little dime quarter books that the banks used to put out and give our children an opportunity to give through that. Okay? But first things first. We need, we need your approval to go follow this. Okay, so be prepared to come next Sunday night. It's an important decision, and we want your, we, we want your input. There will be time for a Q&A before the vote. Okay, so just be mindful of that. The second item we would like to present to the church, uh, our finance committee has just done an outstanding job guiding us through the, the payoff of our, our expansion, and guiding us through the, the pandemic era when, when we couldn't come to church, but thankfully you faithful church members continue to give. Amen. And they have they have been conscientious with the Lord's money. But we have this sign that's going on, the possible playground, and we have some other things going on. The deacons are going to ask the church to vote on a, a one-time exception to allow our finance committee to stay intact because our church year is coming up in September and bylaws state that they should roll off. We're going to ask you to approve one-time exception to allow them to stay on for one additional year to help guide us through the things that are already in place and ongoing. So there's not a, a changeover in having to start over, if you will. Okay? So uh, those are the two things that, that the deacons will be presenting. The last thing uh, relative to the, the uh, call church conference is we're going to ask any standing committees to be prepared to present to the church whatever ministries they got going on, whatever they want to get started, sort of get us up to date as a post-pandemic status, if you will. Uh, we haven't we haven't had a, conference, a church conference since before the pandemic started, so. Uh, It'd be a good opportunity for everyone to get brought up today to where, where we are. Okay? All right. Thanks for your time. I will be very brief. I just want to put some ideas in your head. Um, I believe that God blesses this church because of missions. I firmly believe that. And Jenny uh, Boggs from Ebenezer Baptist Church called this week and was asking us about doing some boxes for Romania. Jimmy, stepped, Jimmy and his church stepped up when Ernest was here, and remember we needed $25,000? Well, our church raised $13,000 maybe. Well, their church matched with $12,000, and we were able to send $25,000 to Ernest. So he called, and he goes to Romania at Christmas every year, and uh, they do boxes, like the Samaritan shoe boxes, and I'm not trying to take anything away from the Samaritan shoe boxes. But he asked us if we would be willing to do some boxes, and I would love, my dream would be for us to do a whole village in Romania. And they will send us the names of the children, their age, whether they're male or female, and the needs for the boxes. And it'll cost us $6 a box to send them. He will supply the boxes and what we need to put in them. But I need to know kind of how many boxes. So we have sheets out here. We have sheets back here. If you would just sign it and put the number of boxes you'd be willing to do, if you'll do one, that would be wonderful. And that way we can bless some children 
at the time for Samaritan shoeboxes, and it broke my heart because our church basically did all bags because Miss Dottie made bags for us, and we filled them up with things they had, and they, they got a Samaritan shoebox. But if you, I talked to Melanie, I didn't want to move in on her, but she said that they would still do Samaritan shoeboxes because I know I still do shoeboxes for my grandchildren, so you can still do that. But think about if you would like to do a, a box and you can put a letter in there, you will have a picture, I understand, of the child, uh, so you'll know who it would go to. So think about this, and if you'd like to do it, let's bless a village in Romania. Thank you. Good job, Lynn and Danny. Uh, I wanted to say something about finances, and some of you may be thinking right now, are we going to get out today? <laughs> <laughs> we will get out. And you'll notice there's no service here tonight, so you got all afternoon to rest, okay? And uh, you don't have to make an excuse that you're not coming tonight. But I want to just say to you, when Lynn and I Call in this church, you owe over $800,000 on the family life center. You come to bat. And I think it was like three years after we were here that debt was gone. Then the need arose that we expand our auditorium over a million dollars. I think it was Easter past five years, debt's gone. So don't let 51,000 scare you. <laughs> I mean, uh, our oldest son all the time said, Daddy, it's just money. <laughs> He's the same one that said, Well, can't you just write a check? <laughs> so, God has truly blessed us here. I don't know if you've noticed in the bulletin about our giving. But you need to look at that. We're way beyond what our budget calls for. But don't quit giving. Jerry Clark said, God loves a hilarious giver. This lag and pour it in. And watch what God will do. I want a place for our children that they can come together and safely play. Don't you? Amen. Amen. And that always going to happen. You just do it. You know the greatest gift that your church, our church, you could have given Lynn and I is when we were getting ready to leave here uh, to spend a month in Africa. That Deborah stood up that morning prior to our leaving and said, Church, I want to know, I want you to know something this morning. We were out of debt. What a send-off. If God did it then, and God did it for the children of Israel, by the way, He can do it for the first best. Right. Amen? Amen? All right. Amen. Let's make it happen, Captain. You think so? I think so. And I appreciate you, church. I appreciate you allowing Lynn and me to serve in this great church. For those of you who are guests today, thank you so much for coming. Hopefully in front of you, you'll see a little car. It's called a care car. Christians actively reaching everyone. I'd 
love for you to take that card and put your name and phone number on there. Anything that you'd like for me as a pastor to know, uh, if you want to visit, if you want prayer, uh, you want a phone call, uh, whatever, write it on there. And we'll take those up at the end of the service. I have a card that says thank you. It's a perfect time to thank you for the nice things that you do. And a perfect time to let you know you're thought of the world over. Westminster First Baptist Church, thank you all for your prayers, your cards, and a special thank you for the food and the flowers. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart. And this is from Miss Betty Cobb in the passing of Mr. Curtis. So thank you, church, for the way you reached out to Miss Betty in those, in those times. And pray to God, Miss Betty is here today. Many of you ladies are where she is now. So make sure you speak to her. Give her some encouraging words. Because it'll never be the same. As you know. In that God bless you. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for all the good things that's going on here. Thank you, Father, that you are allowing us to do the things that we're doing. Not only within the walls of this building, but outside in the community, <coughs> in our county, in our state, and as we go to Houston next week, God let us share your word as it's never been shared before. That people might be saved. Thank you for allowing us to minister overseas. God, you are truly a living God. And for that I'm grateful. Lord, I'm grateful for your love, for your grace, and your mercy. Blessing this service now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright. From sinking sand, he lifted me with tender hand. He lifted me from shades of night to plains of light. Oh, praise his name. He lifted me. Amen. We can sing about that, can't we? With a smile on our face. Let's do that. Stand
we have an opportunity to give back to you a portion of that which you so graciously give us. Given us. We not only ask Lord that you bless the giver, but we ask that you bless the giver. May it be used in the court of your wisdom. In Christ's name we
been coming to the altar. Many of you who used to come, uh, you haven't been coming. So I want to encourage you at this time to come with all of the prayer. Uh, and I'll join you there as soon as we share uh, these prayer requests. And Brother Dean uh, will be leading us uh, in our prayer this morning. We must continue to pray for our government officials, our military, our law enforcement, our first responders, our farmers, our doctors and nurses, our teachers, our students, or Dean as he comes to us this morning, for our shut-ins, uh, also for Miss uh, Mary Price, uh, Mary Butler, Chuck King, the family of Brother Jerry Mines. I don't know if any of you remember him. Jerry preached here for me um, several times. And uh, I understand his wife passed away just a few weeks ago. And then uh, he passed away this past, past weekend. Also, uh, pray for our youth trip. And uh, Brian Allen. Hopefully, we've got the all call about Brian. He is the, the owner of Santa Funeral Home now. He's uh, on a camping trip uh, with the scouts. He has two sons. And uh, after he had seen the boys to bed, he had gone to a fellow friend's tent to talk about what they were going to be doing on the next day. And when Brian left the tent, he stepped on a copperhead. And, of course, it bit him. And he is in the hospital there in intensive care unit uh, in Charleston. Uh, the word is they have given him all the benefit that they can give him. Uh, but it's very swollen, very painful. Uh, so pray for Brian. Pray for his staff there at Santa. They'll carry on. But it's something different when the, the head man's not there. <clears throat> so we pray for Brian that God can deliver him and heal him. Also, that horrific accident on the Interstate 85 where that couple was killed and another person killed. That couple, the McElroy's, uh, was just prior to our leaving, they had started coming to Earl's Grove Church. But they had left there and gone to another church since. Um, but pray for that family. They had two little girls that I believe they were adopted girls that had grown up now. Uh, but pray for them. Hopefully they didn't, they didn't feel anything because the car was just rolled up like a tin can. Uh, but pray for that family. Pray for the reading of God's Word today. And again, I invite you to come and join me here at the altar. you come to this
I've had a lot of emotions on this past year and a half. And now they're bubbling to the surface. We are in a battle with the devil. Always have been. But it seems to be worse now than I've ever seen in my lifetime. The devil has seen, he's seen cracks church. He's seen cracks in our administration. He's seen cracks in our family. He does not want us to worship God. He does not want us to be proud of this nation of America. We were founded on Judeo-Christian values. And the devil doesn't like Song I'm going to sing this morning is God Bless the USA. It's God Bless America in Bulletin. It's just a little communication problem. But they're basically the same. But USA stands for United States of America. We're not as united as we need to be. And it begins right here in this church. It begins with me. It begins, if I've got sin, like Kenny's always preached, I is in the middle. If I confess my sin, he says he will forgive me. If you confess your sin, he will forgive you. And our country, if we confess our sins, he will forgive those. But our law and order is under attack. Our souls are in the spirit realm. But what we do on this mortal earth, if you commit a crime, God will forgive you if you ask for forgiveness, but you have to suffer the consequences. We have to have law and order, or we have chaos and anarchy. And united means that we need to be proud of this country that we live in. We're not perfect, but it's the best country in the world. I've heard reporters interview college students. What do you think about the American flag? They say, I'm ashamed of it. Well, I'm appalled at that. And then the next question she asks these college students, what country would you like to live in? They can't give you an answer. If we're such a terrible country and they're ashamed of our flag, why are all the people in the world wanting to come into this country? Why is Cuba rebelling against their own country and they're flying American flag? And then people are ashamed of the American flag here in this country? It ain't right. Usually I sing this song on the 4th of July. But it seems like once we celebrate the 4th of July, then we forget about our allegiance to our country until the 4th of July next year or Veterans Day. Every day of the year we should think about how proud we are to be Americans and have the freedom 
to worship God. I would not have probably known God had I not been brought up in this country. Because my family brought me to church where we had the freedom to worship God. My family probably never known God either if I hadn't been for this church in this country. God ordained this country. And if we don't do something about it, I don't know if He's going to keep blessing. Like you preached a couple Sundays ago, God bless America if He can. Well, I'm proud to be an American. I'm not ashamed to be an American. I'm not ashamed to be a Christian. That flag right over there stands for freedom. If you don't like this country, there's trains and planes and automobiles, it leaves every day. That's right. Yeah. Get a drink of water.
It's hard to come up here and sing and look out in a congregation because you get feedback on how you sing from the faces of the people you see and the emotions. So I took my glasses off. I can't see too much. <laughs>
Not for himself, but for me. If you have your Bibles, Philippians chapter 4. Paul, the writer here, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, wrote this down. Thank you. 
Okay, I love to preach, but it is a job to find out what to preach. It's a job. It's a requirement that a man of God be found faithful to his word. And I read, Lord, if you just give it to me, I'll carry it to him. I don't write the word, I just try to deliver the word. I don't I don't like the mail as the post uh, as the mail carrier said, I don't like the mail, I just deliver it. It requires us to perform. Do something for God. And I praise God for that 60-something adults who were in vacation Bible school doing because they said I can. I can. And they did. As you saw, what a precious presentation of love for people. And you know, it's, it's amazing to me. Listen, we don't gain confidence just by entering the doors. We gain confidence by trusting the Lord Jesus, being positive, and performing wherever God puts us. You've heard it before. I said it again quickly. I did not want this church. I was happy doing what I was doing. But God had a better idea. I said, God, I'll take it if you give me 95% secret ballot. That don't happen in a Baptist church. You know that. But on that given Sunday, God just says, you think 95% watch this. I could have said, I still don't want it. But I made God a promise. If you do this, I'll do that. If, God, you put me in a position, I will perform. I will do, I can do all things. You want to be a confident Christian? You've got to be positive. You've got to be willing to perform. Thirdly, that in your little outline, it requires us to rely on the person Jesus Christ. Lost of God, I cannot do this. Just, just, just to get up here and stand before you and share a scripture, a few thoughts. I cannot literally do this. Okay, It's not in my nature to do this. But it's a calling that God extended to me in 1976. And listen, I can take you to the spot. I haven't forgot what I promised God. Amen. And I'll keep on till He says enough is enough. One day I'll lay it down. Our youngest son says, Daddy, whenever you quit, or whenever you pass on, I want all your lives. I better be careful what I write, what I underline, what I highlight. You can tell them looking at a person's Bible if they study it or not. You can tell they just pick it up, read it, and shut it, and go on all happy wipe the dust off. But a person that highlights and underlines and, and writes up the sides and out the sides and, and turns columns of pages down, you can tell they use the 
Listen, they're, they're not, not because I'm a preacher, not because I'm a pastor. Listen, I was faithful to God in His house before God called me to preach. And when I say faithful, listen, I'm talking Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I go all the way back before it was called training union. What was it called, Dean? Preaching you? Yeah. And I'm thankful. My life has been touched by a many of adults. A many of adults. I never forget Mr. Wayman. He said this. I've watched your life. Wouldn't it be great if God called you to preach in my mind? I'm thinking, oh, I hope he don't. <laughs> I hope he don't. Gene Burnett was my pastor when I surrendered to preach. Proud of that, he took me with him on home visits. He took me with him at hospital visits. He took me in his study. He took me on trips. He groomed me. And I didn't even realize what he was doing. He's still living. He's 95 years old. He's in Martha Frank's retirement center. He took his time with this plain old country backwoods He <laughs> was simply saying by his actions, I love you. God's got a spot for you somewhere. I'm classified is one of his preacher boys. I think I'm ready for the third point. I'm going to get lost. Hello? Come on! <laughs> what? You got to rely. Rely. You got Thank you very much. I'm going to tell you about that confident Christian. He will step out in faith and hate. That's what I did. That's what Lynn and I did. And, and last Sunday, let me tell you, I don't have words to describe how it felt to go back home, to stand in the place, to stand at the altar where Lynn and I got married, to stand at an altar where I was ordained to preach, and in the standing at pulpit, where I was asked to be interim pastor of my own church, I've done it for seven months. I worked in those days, believe it or not. I worked five days a week, and I would try to visit one day a week and study and preach. By the time we call them pastor, I was working three days a week. The rest of it, I was visiting, studying, preparing, preparation. <clears throat> Wondering, what is, am I doing? But God knew all the time what I was doing. I didn't. I just knew that I was on the right trail, okay? It's important, y'all. You want to be a confident Christian? It's important to know that you're on the right trail. That you're following the right person. 
Let me give you your last point. You want to be a confident Christian? It requires us to be positive. It requires us to perform. It requires us to rely on the person of Jesus Christ. But fourthly, listen, it requires us to depend on the mighty power of God. Look what he says. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. No, I don't have the I don't have the spiritual ability. I don't have the physical ability to do what I do other than God giving it to me. One of my black pastor friends one time says to me, he said, Kenny, I don't want to say, well, you do all you do and go like you go. I teased him. I said, I tell you what I do, Lester. I eat. And he said, what's that? I said, I take a hot rod peel every morning. <laughs> he said, I'd love to have a bottle of beer. <laughs> no, there is no such thing. <laughs> a hot rod peel. There might be a bumpy you know. I'll do that sermon sometime. It's called Peels for Life. Well, you know, depending on God is an important thing. I cannot be successful in anything I do without God. Amen. I can't do it. Oh, I can attempt it. Yes, I can attempt it. And I can accomplish it. But not like He wants it done. Not like He wants it to do Listen, He knows the outcome. I have no idea what the outcome is. If I do it my way, do I know the outcome? No. If it fails, it fails. If it succeeds, it succeeds. But with God, all things are possible. Because that's why Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. Don't forget that. Through Christ. Who does what? Who strengthens me. And so I praise God. I praise God for what He has done for me and through me and continues to do. Let me give you a quick little acrostic. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, uh, 10 through 13. Just all have to flip the page over there and I'll be about done. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us uh, meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. Do you realize what we have inherited? Not only eternal life. But we have inherited a home in heaven. A home that we did not build. A home that we did not make payments on. A home that God has blessed for those who trust in Him. That acrostic, the word, the word confident. Listen, if you're writing, write fast. The letter C is for Christ. You want to be confident? You've got to have Christ. If you got Christ and you want to be confident, you got to be obedient. If you got Christ and you want to be confident, you got to stay close to Him. You got to stay near Him. You got to have faith in what He's wanting to do in your life to move forward. You got to be interested in other people. You got.
going to put forth effort if you want it to happen. Listen, and you got to nurture God's Word. you got to love it. Use it. He tells us to use it. And last of all, you've you got to be trusting. You know, you can't, you can't lead people anywhere if they don't trust you. they got to trust you. And you know, it, it, it's amazing the little children. Sure you have those too, but it's amazing these little children. When they see me, you know, here they come with their arms stretched they want to love me. They want me to say I love you. They want me to call their name. God has truly blessed us here. The babies, the children, the young people, middle-aged people, old age, that's me. He blessed us. I want to be a confident Christian, and I hope you do. I've given you the formula of how. I challenge you to take it and try it. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your love and your grace your mercy for your word. Lord, I know I've rambled this morning. God, I pray that you take your word, not mine, and use it for your glory and for your honor, because without the word, I have no guidance. I have nothing to say. Without your spirit, I have nothing to guide. And Lord, I thank you. Father, I thank you that you're my heavenly father. I thank you, Jesus, that you're my brother that died on the cross for my sin. And I thank you, Jesus, that I'm, I'm your bride. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for living within. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know how God might have spoken to you this morning. Whatever way He's spoken to you, what do you love? You know, you may have been saved and you want to join our church. You're welcome to come. Maybe you just want to come to the altar and pray. The altar's open. I'll say it this way. Whatever reason that you feel like you want to come, you may. I invite you, I encourage you to come. Susan comes to lead us in our hymn of invitation. What is that? Susan? I need thee every hour. I need thee every hour. Every minute, every second. Would you stand, please?
Kim and Nancy Cole, Copeland, by Kim Copeland. Many of you probably know Jim. You may not know Nancy. Um, I praise God for this couple and what we used here. And Nancy's already promised me she's going to join the choir. Yeah, uh, if you have care cards, any of you have care cards, go ahead and pass it to the closest 
now and uh, uh, usher me in. Uh, go ahead and pick these up. Where are the usher boys? Yeah, there we go. Make sure I get those. I promise you every morning, if it's not Lynn holding those cards and reading them, it's me. Uh, but we do our part. We do our best to do them every morning. If you put on that pray for this person, I promise you they get the grave off, okay? Uh, that's our responsibility. And I want to be a confident Christian because I am confident that God hears our prayers. Amen? And He'll answer them according to His will, not mine. He'll answer them according to His time and not mine. I'm going to say this, and probably shouldn't, but I'm going to say it. I don't know who the couple was right there, but I've never seen them before. Maybe you know them. Uh, I don't know why they left, because they had to be somewhere. But just pray that the Spirit of God was with them, and not the Spirit of the devil. Okay? And you may know them. I hope you do. I, I hope that something wasn't said that you know, they totally disagreed with But who knows? Brother King. Yes, sir. He had to leave and go teach a class. Go what? He had to go leave and go teach a class sometime this afternoon. Okay, good. Thank you, sir. I hope they will come back. I hope they can fill out a car and I don't know if they did or not. Okay, no service this afternoon. Listen, some of us are about more to a frazzle. <laughs>
as long as we pay attention to your word and do the things that you would ask us to do. Dear Lord, I just ask that you would keep us safe as we go to our homes and respective places and bring us back to our next appointed time. For all those things I ask in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. 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 amen.